Magic is what happens when you find balance between method and madness, science and art. Welcome to the Magic Maker Podcast, the place where entrepreneurs who want to find magic can access aha moments and simple steps to big dreams. I'm your host, Jay Nicole Smith, but you can call me Nick. Let's get started, shall we? Hello, beautiful magic maker. Welcome back. Today, we are diving into a topic that has shown up as one of the most important milestones for entrepreneurs who are on their journey towards freedom and fulfillment. It's something I've seen again and again that people who successfully go on to build brands and to really access their magic and their why and build that into something that creates revenue, they have to go through this very important step first, which most of us find excruciating. And that is learning the art of the graceful no. Learning how to communicate needs and wants and boundaries in order to create the space and the energy for them to do the things that really matter. Now, the first bit about this is sort of hard is actually figuring out what your wants, needs, and boundaries actually are. (laughs) But that all starts by going to look at the stuff in your life that you don't want the stuff that drains your energy and that you really, really don't look forward to. And in order to get rid of that stuff along the way, you really have to be able to communicate with people that you don't want to do it anymore. And that's super tough. So today we're diving into some strategies for that. I'm also telling you a little bit of of a personal story about how this showed up for me recently in my personal life and the consequences that went with choosing to just be easy and flexible and not ruffle any feathers instead of really outlining my boundaries and what I wanted and needed. And I'm sure it's a story a lot of you can relate to, but I just wanted to highlight how important it is that we learn and then remind ourselves to really, really create this space for ourselves and hold up its walls because we're the only ones who can do that. And the better we get at doing that, the more time and space we have to grow and the better we are at showing up because we are taking care of ourselves first. So without further ado, let's dive in and we are going to discuss the art of the graceful no. Let's make some magic, shall we? As entrepreneurs, most of us are pretty damn keen to get more done in less time. We're always ready for a productivity hack, a tool, resource, or finally the perfect planner to help us feel like we're more efficient. Last week, we discussed the importance of rewarding the small behaviors we'd like to see ourselves repeat and replacing that punishing internal dialogue that's constantly telling us why we don't deserve rewards or praise if we're not 100% perfect. Well, if you're embarking on this journey, which at its core is really about self-love, I expect you'll find pretty quickly that one of the most difficult parts of the cycle I outlined last week is actually setting boundaries and properly taking care of yourself. Putting our own needs first, for most of us, is the most difficult backwards thing we could possibly imagine. It feels so selfish. It feels uncomfortable. We worry about asking for what we want and need, and we worry about what other people will think when we do. The absolute pinnacle of all of this boundary setting and self-care is the moment when you actually learn to say no. 
Now, let's be honest, saying no to yourself can be as hard or harder than saying no to others. But the idea here is learning to easily access and use a graceful no. This is an incredibly important milestone in your journey as a business owner, leader, employer, and happy human. The graceful no isn't just about saying no either. It's also about speaking up for what you want or need instead of staying silent. It's about honoring your needs, even when it's awkward. So I want to tell you a little story about a recent situation that really challenged me in the graceful no department. So a couple of months ago, my husband and I went on this glorious little getaway to Wales. This is several hours from where we live in London, near the sea, just gorgeous. We packed up the dog and a selection of balls. Just so you know, it's not a holiday without a tennis ball and an American football for my husband and at least one other ball for the dog as well. We were headed away with my husband's mom, aunts, uncles, and grandma. So one of the great joys of my life here in London is being part of this family. They're so wonderfully generous and nurturing. They're warm and kind. But it's important to note that part of being in this very delightful British family is that the social currency is being easy and flexible, avoiding conflict or confrontation, pitching in to just get things done, and having things planned and comfortably organized down to the very last detail way in advance. So let's just say I'm always trying to be on my super good behavior because the generosity and the planning of these ladies is pretty hard to keep up with. So when I was packing for the trip, I had just started replacing one meal a day with a smoothie. And not just a shake it in the bottle kind of smoothie or something that comes in a can, but one that actually requires a blender. I battled with myself. Do I bring the Nutribullet? Is it crazy to pack a blender for a week holiday? Will the house have one? I actually had no idea what the house was like at all because we didn't do any of the planning, which was very new for me to just go away on a holiday. I had no idea what to expect. Hello, zero control. (laughs) But not bringing the blender meant I could pack lighter, which seemed to make sense. But it also meant I was at the mercy of whatever the others had planned for meals. And from what I could recall, they were a toast and jam and coffee to start the day kind of group, which just doesn't work for me. But I also definitely didn't want to seem difficult or ungrateful. My husband has also recently become a vegetarian, and that in and of itself was enough of a complication. So in the end, I opted to fit in and be easy. I didn't bring the blender. And I went from someone who doesn't eat white flour or sugar to having bread or pasta for nearly every meal of the day for an entire week. The result of not communicating my needs and putting them first was that for a whole week and for a few days when we got home, I felt gross. (laughs) I was bloated and grumpy from the carb overload and disappointed in myself for not holding my boundaries. I chose to fit in and be easy so that I could be likable and avoid seeming like a diva something I'm especially sensitive to with this family because I feel like this sort of loud, brusque American, right? And I just want to fit in with them. But the consequences of that simple decision impacted my feeling of well-being, my mood, my productivity, because this was a half-work trip as well, and really my ability to relax. If I had packed the blender, had smoothies for breakfast, if we had brought our own groceries and planned our own meals, we would have snubbed the bacon sandwiches and lasagna. And we would have risked being perceived as picky, ungrateful, or difficult, which of course feels like it means we'd risk being loved or belonging less. But in reality, would anyone have really cared that I was having smoothies for breakfast? Probably not. 
Would they love me less because of it? Of course not. But it was much easier to just avoid it altogether than to honor my needs and boundaries. Does this sound familiar to you? Simple, seemingly small decisions we make every day where we opt to repress our desires and needs in order to be easy, flexible, likable, or worst of all, because we feel obligated, are what the graceful no is all about. Our graceful no starts with acknowledging one simple fact. The people who are worth having in your life will not love you less for having boundaries. In fact, it may even increase their admiration and respect for you. The second fact, which is annoying but true, is that when you have boundaries, ask for what you want and need, and say no, you will often trigger some ugly feelings in other people who haven't learned how to do this for themselves. You might experience some judgy comments, some cold shoulders, some conflict, and even some outright anger from people who probably subconsciously just don't think it's fair that you're standing up for what you need when they don't know how to do the same for themselves. Fact three, the way other people feel is not something you can control. The way other people react to you is on them. Even though it doesn't feel great when people dump their shit on you, it's not actually about you at all. It's about them. Okay, so where do we start with our brave assertion of our boundaries and needs? The first place I always suggest is to track how you spend your time each day, week, and month. What are the things you do on purpose because you want to? What are the things you don't enjoy but feel obligated to do? For some reason, probably related to someone else's feelings about you. And what are the things that outright drain you, make you feel smaller, suck the life out of you, or that you absolutely dread right before you have to do it? My suggestion is radically simple. It's that your time is your most precious resource, more valuable than money. And the first step to the graceful no is to stop spending it in ways that you despise. The second step is to work on feeling good about it instead of guilty, because I know this doesn't come easily, and I know it might take some time to let go of the things that you feel you really, really are supposed to do. In one of my favorite books on this topic, Sarah Knight's The Magic Art of Not Giving a Fuck, she says, I call this the not sorry method. It has two steps. One, deciding what you don't give a fuck about. And two, not giving a fuck about those things. (laughs) It's basically that simple. Somewhat annoyingly, all you have to do really is just decide. Of course, the even harder version of the graceful no is not actually about the stuff you don't want to do, but learning how to say no to the stuff you do want to do but you simply don't have the time or capacity to do now. I'm still learning that one, and it will definitely be a topic of conversation in the future. But it's all the same rule. As far as how to actually communicate your needs or your no, when you're nervous, it will make you unpopular. You don't need to make excuses, and you don't need to apologize. You simply say, no, thank you. Or, thanks for the invitation, but I can't make it. Or, I won't be able to. or. I've reached a point where it's time for me to not do this thing. Thank you for the opportunity, and I hope to, whatever you want to say that's nice. (laughs) You can still be polite and grateful. Just make the no clear and undeniable. Not maybe, not I don't think so. It's a solid no. And you don't even have to explain why. I challenge you to actually track how you're spending your time and how you feel about each individual commitment and task. I know it sounds easier said than done to just say no, especially because of that long list of reasons that you're still doing that thing that you hate doing. 
But just for a moment, consider what it would feel like for that obligation, task, job, friendship, commitment, or connection to be gone. And notice how that feels in your body. You deserve to have that energy back to spend on more worthwhile pursuits, don't you think? Has anything popped into your mind during this conversation? It might be time to let it go. We'd love to know what it is over in our private Facebook group, Magic Maker HQ. If it's helpful, talk it out with us. Together, we can help each other let go of these obligations. Next week, we're talking all about why letting go is so important and why it's such an integral part of our success as entrepreneurs. So if you're needing more inspiration to rip the band-aid, so to speak, be sure to tune in next week. That's it for episode eight of the Magic Maker podcast. Welcome to the headquarters of entrepreneurs who want to do good, be real, find happy, and build brands that matter. We're thrilled that you're here. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or another streaming service, you can check out the show notes and links for this episode at jnicolesmith.com. That's the letter J, N-I-C-H-O-L-E, smith.com slash podcast. Of course, we'd be so grateful if you'd be willing to invest a few moments of your precious time and give us a review on iTunes so we can reach more magic makers and help them too to change their lives and the world. We'll see you next time.